Welcome to the Rise Resolute Podcast. I'm Gina Meyer. I'm a doctor of physical therapy committed to empowering every woman to live a vibrant, fulfilling, experience-seeking, and healthy life. It is such a pleasure and a gift to have Miriam on the podcast today. She is an amazing ultra runner. She's an author. Uh, she is the founder of Ultra Care for Cancer Caregivers, which is a GoFundMe campaign that she's going to tell us more about. And she's just an amazing person. So I'm super excited to talk to her. Welcome, Miriam. Uh, thank you, Gina. It's good to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I know we have tons to discuss from running to, you know, being a cancer caregiver and, you know, how, how you came to found your GoFundMe campaign um, and ARC and all of these things. It's so exciting. But before we do that, can you give the listeners a little more context and background on who you are? Oh, sure. Um, let's see. Well, uh, I've been an academic most of my life, um, the last seven years. I, as an adjunct professor of theology and religion studies, uh, before that, I taught college ESL in first year writing and directed uh, a writing center. I'm also a writer, um, a published researcher in scholarly journals. I'm a book author of English for Pharmacy Writing and Oral Communication. I'm a book contributor. Uh, I'm a Huffington Post contributor uh, in the past. Uh, been published in uh, Women's Running Magazine, Ultra Running Magazine, Podium Runner Magazine, Ultra Running World Magazine, and Chicken Soup for the Soul, nice. Running for Good. Yeah. yeah. And um, I uh, have a website. So if anyone's interested, um, it's you can if you Google Ultra Miriam, you'll find it, uh, or at uh, MiriamDiazGilbert.com. And um, I, I'm uh, also, I'm a blogger um, and I'm a gardener and a hiker and a climber. I like rock climbing and climbing walls. And uh, I'm also a grandmother uh, and I'm a cancer caregiver. Uh, my husband, John, is in remission from stage four colorectal cancer that uh, metastasized to his left, his right lung. He was diagnosed in March of 2018. Uh, but uh, I'm just the happiest day of one of the happiest days of my life. A life was when he was declared uh, in remission by his amazing oncologist virtually because it was during COVID. And um, yeah, I've uh, been uh, running uh, a long time, like I said, over uh, 30 years, the last uh, uh, 16 years as an ultra runner. And uh, when John was diagnosed, running took on a completely new purpose. I was running for his healing and I was running miles of gratitude. Um, When I turned 60, I ran 60 miles solo around my daughter's neighborhood in a one mile loop, uh, uh, healing miles for John and uh, miles for his oncology team and his surgeons. And um, then I ran another 50 mile ultra and um, I missed that first cutoff by seven minutes, so I couldn't go on. So I, I had to stop at, at a marathon. And um, I ran another uh, ultra with him. While John is getting chemo and radiation, he stole my crew. He can't pace me because, you know, he's weak and he can't, but right. he stole my crew. Um, and uh, the weekend of Mother's Day weekend in 2019, I ran a 24-hour track ultra, 
And um, the next, uh, we left, you know, Sunday morning, the race was over. And Monday morning, he had surgery. And um, then on January 2020, the beginning of the new year, January 1st and 2nd, I celebrated my 61st birthday and uh, ran uh, over 100 miles, uh, again, healing miles and miles of gratitude for his uh, oncology team and all his fabulous doctors and nurses. And yeah, so uh, running continues to, I run for a different purpose and now I'm running for cancer caregivers. Yeah, I love this. So tell us a little bit more about that, um, you know, about what you're doing. Having been a cancer caregiver, you have a unique experience and perspective that led you to this. Is that right? Yes, that's that's right, Gina. yeah, uh, uh, you know, being a cancer caregiver, I witnessed what it's like. I can experience what it's like to be a cancer caregiver. It's a big responsibility. It's overwhelming. Uh, but you have to stay positive uh, for the patient. And you are doing things for the patient that they're not able to do, like make their appointments with their doctors. Um, you know, you have to be with them because uh, you want to be with them at their chemo and radiation and uh, and it can be uh, very overwhelming. Um, and cancer giving, uh, caregiving, it can also be isolating and lonely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sometimes, yeah, sometimes family and friends, uh, though it's not their intention, they don't reach out to you uh, as much as you think they would. You know, there's always uh, uh, one or two people that will always reach out to you. Um, but uh, I think cancer uh, scares a lot of people and they don't know what to do or what to say. And so I wanted to, because you know, if you don't have a healthy and emotionally and psychologically and physically strong caregiver, you're no, you're no good to no one, you know, to the, to the cancer patient. Um, And so I thought, what can I do for cancer caregivers? How can I give them a little joy and respite? And that's, that's when I thought of, Ultra Care for Cancer Caregivers. The name, uh, my son Sebastian gave me that name. He said, Mom, you run ultra marathons uh, and you want to care uh, for cancer caregivers. You don't want to forget them. So call it Ultra Care for Cancer Caregivers. And um, friends uh, and perfect strangers started to donate. And um, it's just, I want them to receive a little joy and respite and know that they are not forgotten. And they can do whatever, they can use the monetary gift in any way that they want. And to date, nine, uh, 10 families have been recipients of the fund. I love it so much. I love it. Um, And they can do whatever they want with the monetary gift. Very cool. Very, very cool. And so much to unpack here, Um, uh, you know, in terms of just everything that you're doing. First of all, um, you know, I think that, what you're doing for the caregivers is beyond valuable. And we, I want to tell listeners a little bit about how we got connected. The next cohort Mm -hmm. for ARC, which is Active Resolute Connected, supporting women um, through running because of running, we know has so many mental and physical benefits is made up of cancer women who are currently in, in, you know, their cancer journey or those who are survivors. And we were connected in that way by Natalie. I'm very grateful for a little shout. So a little shout out for Natalie to Natalie for connecting us. But because we are supporting um, women who are in a cancer journey, we were connected. And I think that 
thinking about the caregivers as well and their mental health is so important. So I think the Ultra Care for Cancer is super valuable and um, so exciting to, to try to get the awareness out there. And anyone who is able to donate, please consider doing so. How do they do that, Miriam, if they'd like to donate? Yeah, they can um, uh, just uh, go to uh, the GoFundMe site, Ultra Care for Cancer Caregivers. They can also visit my we- my website. There's uh, a tab and a link to Cancer Care for Cancer Caregivers. And they'll also see uh, letters that I have published to update the donors about the recipients. Uh, so those are, are two ways that they, they can donate. And Yep, no problem. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for that. So, you know, I think the some of the impetus behind the conversation for me too is just your inner strength and the fact that you were able to go out and run these miles for healing and and run these miles for gratitude, even when your husband was in the fight of his life is so powerful. And so I want to unpack that a little bit for our listeners and tell them Mm -hmm. also how, you know, how running was able to give you some strength during those times and how, you know, you've developed your grit and perseverance through the years. I also, for anyone who doesn't know, want you to share a little bit about the distances that an ultra runner travels, because I think that people <laughs> don't tell them, Miriam, yeah. how crazy the distances yeah. are. So let's, let's start there and then we'll unpack a little bit about um, grit and perseverance. Okay, great. Yeah. Uh, ultra marathon is defined as a distance greater than the standard marathon, which is 26.2 uh-huh. miles. So um, the uh, ultra marathon is like uh, uh, 50K, which is 31.1 miles. You have 50 milers, you have 100K runs, which is 62 miles. You have 100 mile races, you have 200 mile races. Uh, there are also multi-day races. Um, and uh, let's see, I've, I've run them all. Yeah. 50 miler uh, and um, uh, uh, 60, I ran a 60 hour race. Uh, You run as many years as your age and um, uh, a timed races, 24 hour races, 48 hour races, 72 hour races. And and that's what a ultra marathon is. And you run them in different uh, terrain. You run them in trails, on roads, cities, on tracks in the mountains. So the, the terrain, uh, it varies and, um, gee, you know, not everyone, uh, wants to be an ultra runner. None of, I, I have no friends, close friends that run ultra marathons. They don't even run. They don't run period. You know? <laughs> my, my, my daughter, uh, is a runner. She's starting to get back into it. My son is going to start getting back into it, but they were, uh, my pacers when they were very young, when they were, uh, uh, a teenagers in right before they went to college. Um, my it. husband has been, yeah, my pacer and my crew. Um, but your question about grit and perseverance through struggle, I think for me, uh, I'm an optimistic person. I'm, I'm a very positive person. And I think, uh, and consequently, I'm resilient. And it takes a lot of courage uh, to run those distances. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I, I think so. And um, so I think that's uh, what makes, you know, what gives someone grit to have that. And um, for me, you know, uh, uh, I've had some struggles in my life. You know, I've had struggles in the workplace. I've had some health challenges. I've had uh, medical nightmares that I survived. My husband's stage four uh, cancer. 
Um, but ultra running has helped me through it all. And I think that's the thing about grit is your ability to continue to do things in the face of difficulties. And so, you know, uh, when you uh, face these difficulties, just, you know, persevere. Um, and I think also for me, ultra running uh, is a passion. But for me, uh, passion does not mean having a strong desire for something or a strong feeling for something. Um, uh, for me, passion comes from the Latin uh, pati, which means suffering and enduring. And I think of God's, uh, Christ's passion, okay? Uh, so yes, I'm very passionate about ultra running. Um, and with ultra running comes, you know, endurance and suffering and perseverance. And um, if, if, if the person, if you don't enjoy uh, getting out of your comfort zone and subjecting your body to pain and suffering and blisters and body chafing and fatigue and sleep deprivation and hallucinations, um, uh, that's the passion that comes uh, from ultra running. Yeah. Uh, that's the kind of passion from ultra running that maybe isn't for everybody. But I think uh, ultra runners uh, are very optimistic people. They're very positive people. Uh, we're disciplined and we train hard. And I think we're just folks who are just resilient and courageous in life and in general. Yeah, so, totally. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. And I, oh my gosh, I love this. Um, I, I love this talking about passion, um, with suffering and enduring and yeah. equating it back to the passion of Christ. I, I've not ever heard anyone say that on the podcast oh. and oh. I love it. And it's so true. And I think it can be, you know, we can take this people who are listening today who maybe, you know, aren't run, runners or novice runners or run shorter distances. Um, like I do, we, you can take this and apply this also to, to life, you know, and the yes. things that mm -hmm. we, um, mm -hmm. And our passions in life and things that we are, you know, that we suffer through and endure and the way that it shapes us and, you know, calls us onward. I think those are beautiful things. So I think, you know, it's interesting to um, someone who is able to run through the night and run through, you know, hallucinations and, you know, all of mm -hmm. the struggles. Um, I, I think it's I would love to hear more about your your mental skills that you draw on just when you're having a bad day, Miriam, you know, things that you maybe learn from running. Is there anything in particular, a, a strategy that you would want to put out there um, besides just persevering? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think for me, you know, going back to a uh, grit and perseverance for, uh, for me, uh, that comes from my faith and God and the saints, Yeah. you know, um, and ultra running and running throughout the, through the years I've been running over 32 years um, has definitely brought me closer to God. So, you know, I feel God's presence during my training runs and during the uh, events. Uh, running, ultra running has brought me closer to the saints. In, in fact, um, the topic of my unfinished dissertation uh, that I transformed into a scholarly article uh, is about reimagining modern day ultra running in the context of Christian aestheticism. And um, for me, you know, running is an important part of my identity. I can turn to running for healing, for strength, for self-care. And um, in terms of, you know, uh, what mental skills do I draw on, you know, when I'm having a bad day? Um, that's, a, that's a really good question because <laughs> I, I have to tell you, I was telling my husband, we're talking about, I said, you know, I never have a bad day. 
Oh, I love that. Yeah. Because yeah. every day you're alive has to be, you have to be grateful in that day, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. that's right. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, I never have a bad day. And I think that sometimes uh, bad days are created by others for us, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you can have uh, a boss or coworkers that treat you poorly or make life difficult for you in the workplace or you can have friends and close family members that don't always support you and might make it difficult for you. Um, but you know, we can't control their behavior, but what we can do is control how we react to the situation that we're in. Absolutely. uh, Yeah. yeah, So if you, if you just keep positive and keep the faith and know that God is your best boss and your best friend, um, then you can go on and how can you have a bad day when it's filled with faith, positive thoughts and positivity and God's presence? Yeah. So for that. me, you know, even when John got his diagnosis, for example, you know, that he got his diagnosis right there in the doctor's office. Yes. You know, of course I cried. Um, but I had to be strong and I'm like, you know, God is with us and just maintain our faith and just be positive. And uh, there is nothing that we can overcome with faith. Yeah, you know? it's such a beautiful thing. And I, you know, it, it brings such deep peace to have that faith as we walk oh. through this earthly journey. Um, yes. I love that you said I don't have bad days. Like that gets me choked up because I do. I totally believe it's a choice. Um, it's not an easy choice sometimes to adjust your perspective. Like you said, when others are trying to create a bad day for us or circumstances. Um, but we always have that choice to turn back yeah. to gratitude. And, and maintain our optimism. I also like this idea that um, through our suffering, I mean, I, it does bring us closer to Christ in those moments. So through your suffering Absolutely. as in your ultra runs or, you know, and through other struggles Absolutely. in life. Um, Absolutely. That, yeah, there's always that opportunity to grow um, as a person and to grow in your faith. And these are all just such beautiful things. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so through your journey as an ultra runner, I want to hear about um, the, you know, other women who have been, impactful in your life and the way that you've witnessed the power that we as women, Miriam, have to help um, help women who we are friends with or maybe we don't even know um, as we travel through life. Yeah. Yeah. As you know, um, and when I reflect back on that, um, you know, the reality is that most places are male dominated, you know, whether it's the workforce, the workplace, but I've had uh, a really um, an amazing mentor in academia, uh, who supported my work um, in publishing. I've had uh, just about every editor has been a woman and uh, they support my writing. Um, And uh, when I was young, maybe in my third, maybe 32, um, I was encouraged by a woman on our school board to run for school board. She supported me and I, I got elected. I unseated a male incumbents by one vote. Man, you know? that's awesome. Woo! <laughs> Talk about the power of one, you know? Yeah. And um, in uh, ultra running, you know, uh, editors of, of uh, running magazines have uh, been really supportive of my, my writing and my topics. And um, there's were always wonderful women on the course uh, that we support each other. And uh, just recently in 100K run urban uh, adventure ultra in New York City, where I met Natalie, 
uh, we were just so happy to to run into each other at yeah. like about mile 22 or 23 and we supported each other and um, I love yeah, that you didn't so, know each other before that is that right or no, you did okay no, you just no, met no. on the course and then we you just know, met on the course this is what happens and, listeners this is what happens you meet in these circumstances and then it bonds you in a way right yes, tell us more and we, yeah. yeah so we were talking and we realized she told me about what she, why she was running and I share why, why I was running and we shared a little bit about our lives and um we it was just like we had known each other all our lives isn't that something it is it really is yeah and so we've connected and then she she you know reached out to me and said oh by the way you know oh you you reached out to me and then Natalie was just so happy to introduce us and I would have done the same and that's the thing yeah so yeah there are some really powerful women and as women you know I I'm a role model for my daughter and uh, she's a role model for her her daughter and I'm a role model for my granddaughter you know and so we, we, we we do support each other that's yeah. right. I love that. And, you know, Natalie was on my podcast. I don't know if you had an yes, opportunity I, to listen. Yes. Oh, yes. Did I you hear her? Of- yeah. Did you hear her sing on my podcast? Oh. Yes, yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes, that's, yeah. And so she told me so much about, you know, her career. And it turns out that she and my son and my daughter also have something in common. They're both, they're all educators. Oh, wow. You know? and yeah. They, and they've taught um, uh, English language arts uh, sixth grade, and she's taught all the grades. But my son is an educator. My daughter's an educator. I, I come from academia. So yeah. there's just so many things that we can share. Um, I like to say that uh, some of the best people in the world are perfect strangers. Yeah. Because perfect strangers, that. yeah, are there. Uh, to and they're uh, compassionate and empathetic, and there's a wonderful uh, friendship that is formed. And I think God brings us together, perfect strangers together, because that's when we need each other the most. Uh, and um, yeah, so it, I love it, that. Just- I'm not responding because I'm getting a little choked up, but I do believe it. I think that God brings people in our lives when we need them at the right moment, you know, and you just mm-hmm. have to trust that. So I love that, though, thinking about um, for anyone who's listening today, just opening your heart to, you know, experiencing the the love of someone that might walk into your life today that you don't know and having that openness to make that connection and just being Absolutely. loving towards anyone who comes into, you know, our day to day life um, because it mm-hmm. may be that God's bringing them there for a reason. Super awesome thoughts. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, I, I just think all of it is so fantastic, Miriam. So uh, before we move towards wrapping up, I would love to give you the opportunity if you have any other final words of encouragement for any woman out there who's listening today. Um, yes. Um, pray more, worry less. Yeah. Uh, find joy in the simple things. They're all around you. Uh, and find other like-minded women and people in general. Stay positive and never forget there are 10,080 minutes in a week. There's plenty of time to focus on you. There's plenty of time to put one foot in front of the other and run or walk. So throw out that thought that you have, I don't have time or I have too much to do. We have the gift of time And when we use it wisely, time makes time for us. So make time for you. And that's really important. 
I love it. Yeah, when we when we use it wisely, time makes time for us, and it's true. Um, it's such a great message. Thank you for that. Uh, very cool. Um, well, why don't you share one more time? What is your website that people can go to to get connected and donate and all that? Share that one more time as we wrap up. Yeah, here. that's uh, you, that's uh, Miriam uh, Diaz Gilbert dot com, or if you just Google Ultra Miriam, uh, you that'll take you to my website. Uh, and I also have a YouTube channel, so it'll take you. Uh, Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, great. And anyone out there who's listening to um, and maybe is in a rut with running or feels like they can't do it. I think that going to your website and just reading about all the things you've done is so empowering and motivating um, and it can be done. And, you know, it's not easy. Running isn't easy, but the benefits are just so incredible. So don't give up if you're out there listening today and you're feeling um, overwhelmed and like you can't. Uh, trust me, you can go check out where Miriam's site too and, and connect and get connected in that way. But awesome. Well, a couple of quick little uh, rapid fire questions to sure. um, end the episode. Um, you know that I love to hear about simple joys. Mm-hmm. So why don't you share with listeners just a few things that, that in your day to day, Miriam, that bring you joy. Oh yeah. Well, you know, I'm glad you asked that question because I'm sitting in my office here and looking outside the window out the window and I'm admiring my vegetable garden. Yeah. Uh, so vegetable gardens and gardening gives me so much joy. And of course my grandchildren give me much, much joy. I love it. I love it. Well, you already completed the sentence, never forget. And that's that we all, you know, we do have time. We can make time. There is time. Mm-hmm. And using the excuse that we're too busy, it just is an excuse, right? Because right. really, right. if you want to do it, you can make the time. It's there. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So I will end with one final complete the sentence. And it's this, Miriam. So this is going out to the listeners. And the final complete the sentence is you can and complete that sentence for me. You can be brave, courageous, and resilient. Yeah. It's not hard. Yes. Yes. You have to practice it sometimes, but you yes. can. It's with, I really believe it's within all of us. It, it truly Absolutely. is, you know. Absolutely. Um, so wonderful. Well, thank you for coming on today. I had such a lovely time chatting with you, and I truly appreciate you taking the time. Oh, absolutely. And continue to do your amazing work, Gina. God thank bless you. you. Thanks, Miriam. And thank you, listeners, for coming on this ride with us today. I hope we gave you some new perspective and positivity. So many amazing things um, that Miriam shared today. But I think I'm going to leave you here. Miriam shared, some of the best people in the world are perfect strangers. So keep that heart open and get connected and spread the love. We believe in you. We are so much stronger together. Let's lift each other up. Connected, we can rise.